last year was the first time that we ever went to the Ruach Conference, um, which is at a church in Chattanooga um, that we also go to a youth conference at called Wild Ones. And um, it is just like the most incredible three days of just just getting your spirit filled up. It's absolutely incredible. But if it's your first time, it might be a little overwhelming. Um, we're there a long time, and the services are long, which you, like, learn to really enjoy just because they're incredible. Um, the first year, we didn't know what to expect. And so, um, you know, we had been in worship and in the services for hours. I don't really know how long. I mean, it felt like worship, worship only lasts like two hours, but it felt like five. Yeah, it was uh, in a good way, though. Yeah, it was yeah, in it was a good awesome. way. It was like you were. Yeah, it was like you were in a different dimension. Um, and so anyway, come in the midday, we had just gotten out of um, our like breakout sessions and stuff and everybody wanted coffee. And so Michael was like, hey, I found the spot. It's right down the road. 0.7 miles away is what my phone told me when I looked it up. 0.7 miles away. So everybody's like, yeah, we'll just walk. There's no need to get our car out of the full parking lot. Us potentially not have parking when we get back and everything. So everybody's like, we'll just walk down there. Not a big deal. Spend time with everybody. Um, you know, we were we were all getting to hang out, um, have some quality time. And so we're like, yeah, we'll just walk down there. And so we start walking. And it's like, you know, it's like trying to be winter, but it's not really winter yet. And we're also going to services. So everybody's like, you know, kind of dressed up to for the service and everything like Pants, that. And jackets, flannels, wearing and heels and boots. Yeah. Um, and so we we start walking and we go a block, five blocks, <laughs> ten blocks. Up and I'm mountain. starting I'm starting to wonder. Yeah, we went up the side of one of the Smoky Mountains. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm starting to wonder. Hill. 0.7 miles felt like a long time ago. <laughs> and, you know, word starts getting around to the group. People start noticing. We've been walking for a long time. All the fun conversations start dwindling out as we're huffing and puffing up the side of the Smoky Mountains. <laughs> and what turned out, you know, Michael pitched as a 0.7-mile walk to go get coffee lands us on the side of the highway in Chattanooga three miles later at this small little coffee shop waiting for an Uber to go back to the service because there's no way we were trucking back over the Smoky Mountains to get back. And, you know, there we knew Michael will never navigate again. Hey, welcome back to the Vertical Podcast. My name is Max, and I am joined today with three of my best friends, some people that you love to laugh with, Trey Shiver, Christian Harp, and Michael Holland. We're here today to have a conversation that we hope encourages you, enlightens your mood, gives you a new perspective, some stuff going around here at Vertical Columbus. We're so thankful that you decided to join and listen on this podcast today. Let's blast off. Hey, welcome back. You are here for the first Vertical Podcast in November. Let's on November 1st. November 1st. It's officially fall. 
It is. It mm-hmm. is fall. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's officially been fall yeah. for a while, but it feels like fall it's right cold. now. It feels yeah. like it's so fall nice. on the boat yesterday. Man, it, it is. <laughs> it's cold. It is. It feels great outside. It's awesome. We're all wearing hoodies and uh and and flannels and it's just it's just the best i love this time of year um you know the leaves are changing man it's cold it's so nice we're playing christmas music way too prematurely oh yeah uh you're the one who put on christmas lo-fi we're ordering we're ordering our coffees hot again um (laughs) we're we're, we're putting jackets on it's big boy weather you know i can't show off a six-pack in the summer but i put a jacket on yeah. Praise God. And who knows? You know? Maybe Max has a six pack under that hoodie over there. Who knows, man? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? But it's it's my favorite time of year, man. It smells good. We even got a we even got a fall candle going here mm-hmm. in the in the in the podcast Apple room with us today. Turnover. It smells good. It's it cold. I'm just telling you, man, the Holy Spirit rests on the earth during this time of year. <laughs> um so yeah, it feels really great. And also, not only is it our favorite time of year because of the weather. The coffee, the smells, the jackets, but it's also uh, Ruach Conference um, in the end of October going into November, which is one of our favorite things it is of awesome. the entire yes. year. Yeah. And we're going to jump into that um, in a little while and talk all about the conference and kind of like how, what are things that we love about it. And if you're a student listening to this and you've been to Wild Ones, you know it is the greatest. Um, it's, it's something we look forward to every single year. Um, Ruach is more of the like adult uh, pastors conference, and then Wild Ones is for youth. But um, we just love getting up there. Chattanooga is awesome, and we are riding on all that God did at the conference. But before we dive into that today, um, we're going to start off with a little fun. I'm going to start off with a little... Uh, a little trivia, right, Trey? Yeah, I didn't think I was going to be cute this early, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we have MCU trivia. You know how I am and Michael are. We love MCU and Christian, honestly. Max is... I'm going to lose. Max is Yeah, <laughs> Max isn't going to win, probably. But I like it. I'm, 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 I'm a fan. Um, I'm just not... I don't have my degree. I just, I, I just, I just dedicated from Marvel University. You don't have your to degree. Marvel. Yeah, yeah. This is the only thing I will say that I'm a nerd at. Yeah, is Marvel. But, anyways, all right. Here we go. MCU trivia. I need your buzzer noises. You know how it works by now. What is them? What is them? Yep. <laughs> what, what is them? Mike, you first. Me? Yeah. All right. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All together now, Max. But. But. Yeah. Good job. All right, here we go. Got to have the buzzer ready. <laughs> that was good, guys. Good job. All right, first question. I didn't even cue the theme music because I was so... You got to go back. You got to do it now. You got to do it now. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> here we are. MCU trivia. The contestants are Max, Michael, and Christian. Who will win? Who will be crowned the champion? That was so good. That was so good. That was so good. I'm proud of that one. Practicing, man. I'm proud of that one. All right, here we go. First question. Sorry. <laughs> you just had to test your buzzer. I had to test my yeah. buzzer. Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I think, 11 questions. By Is the this way. like deep state MC? No, it's trivia? not. Yeah. Or just like no, surface no. level stuff. In it's episode three level. of season four. Well, I mean. <laughs> You'll see. All right. I found this somewhere. What Marvel movie was the second release of the MCU? 
Michael. Second release would have been the Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. Good job, Michael. One point, Michael. Make sure you keep your points because I will forget. Okay. One point, Michael, as expected. I'm, I think Christian might. Christian will take a few. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. What villain first appears in Captain but- America? Oh, oh, that could be bad. Captain America. Premature. He started to say the, so it's either Winter Premature. Soldier or the first Avenger. I'm just going to go with the first Avenger Red Skull. He got it. Wow. The question was first appears in Captain America and returns in Affinity War. Uh, 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 two zero. Two zero. All right. Which superhero in the MCU is the most the most wealthy? But, Iron Man. But, T'Challa. Black Panther. Wow. Good job. Man, Michael's 3-0. <laughs> Just kind of as we expected, but it's okay. Oh, my gosh. All right. This is actually a hard one. Tanelier Tyven is better known as... Oh, I know that. Blank. Oh, I know that name. Um, is better known as... Yike. As blank. Christian. Uh, Mandalorian. Oh, bah, bah. He's the collector. <laughs> Good job, Michael. Dang. The what? The collector. The collector. Guardians he was of the Galaxy. Go- yeah, Guardians He's the, the weird guy. He's got white hair. Mm-hmm. He Man. had the uh, one stones hidden in his... Yeah. What is the name of Thor's sister? Bah. Michael. Hella. Man, he is on fire. Yeah. Christian. You got to put them out, bro. Dude, that's too late now. <laughs> it's just an assumption that not I'm really, not going to get five. any points during this game. <laughs> it's 11 <laughs> questions. What's that, four? Right you have four, I think. No, I have five. <clears throat> Unless we're on the fourth question. But I'm pretty sure I have five. You do have five. Good job. Mm. All right, next one. How long was Captain America asleep? Yike. 70 years. Nope, nope. Yike, I know. Or Max can guess, too. Oh, Bah. Um, let me let me try to do the math because I don't know this off the top of my head. Um, the math. Fifty yipe, years. Yipe, yipe, no. Yipe, yipe. Yes. Eighty. No. Dang. Seventy. Bah. Seventy-five. No. Sixty. No. Yipe. We had a higher or lower? <laughs> Y'all are very close. Eighty-five. No. Bah. Sixty-five. Man, wow. that was literally a guess, and Michael <laughs> still got it. All right, next one. What is the name of Tony Stark's bodyguard? Bo- Tony Stark's bo- Happy Hogan. <laughs> the fact that he's a bodyguard just is hilarious. John Favreau. <laughs> one of the best directors in recent years for Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah, he is. What is the name of the alien trying to start a revolution on the trash planet in Thor Ragnarok? Yeah. Bah. Korg. Boom, Christian is go. on, the, on board. the board, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is this you want to jump on the ship with us? Dude, I love Korg. Start a revolution. <laughs> Get out of here, ghost. <laughs> um, how many Iron Man suits has Tony Stark made by the time of Infinity War? Yeah, I, I think that was me. Yes, six. No, no. It's he had Mark forty two. So I. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna say 42. No, no, bah. It's uh, way higher than that because you have all like f- you have like 40 in Iron Man three alone. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I know the number. What is it? 
Anyone can guess. Mark, uh, let's just go with 80 something. Way 80, lower. 82. Lower? Yeah, lower. Beep. It was 50. That's really good yeah. job, Christian. It was, it was, it was the Mark 50. L. Christian Mark L. Okay. Again. Huh. All right, next one. In Guardians of the Galaxy, the Creed enemy is named Ronan the. Bah, accuser. Man, Michael is just killing it. Wow. This is literally the last question. Michael just straight clean sweep. We did this game for Michael's pride because he has lo- lost all the yeah. games we've played. <laughs> I didn't So ask. we needed something ask. that he ask. could play I didn't ask and for, win. I didn't ask for so the game. It was just me being a nice friend to him so he could win something. <laughs> all right, next one. What is the name of the bridge that connects Asgard to Mizzle? Yipe, um, yipe, yipe. The uh, Bifrost. Good job. Now, that's literally it. So Michael eight. had eight. <laughs> Christian had two. Three. 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 Yeah. Well, Max. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to uh, <laughs> Michael Gets to Win on the Vertical Podcast. <laughs> there we are. Look, you, you trashed on me in the opener, which I'm going to address real quick. Uh, you had to give me something. I t- put it in my GPS. It said 0.7 miles away. When I turned it from driving to walking, it changed to 2.7. And I didn't have the heart to tell Walking people as we driving. were walking. That you doesn't knew? change the distance, Michael. I knew about half. You knew through. the whole time. Not the whole time. I knew a little bit into it, though. Not far into it. You uh, traitor. It if does It does because you have to go around to the crosswalks and to the sidewalks if no, you're doing the walking. If something is 0.7 miles away from me, it doesn't matter if I'm walking or driving. It doesn't change the distance. Yeah, yeah, I think it, what it was is we had to go around yeah, the highway. Yeah, you had to go around the highway, yeah. So it, it did change the distance because you had to go on sidewalks. Because we couldn't get onto the highway and drive yeah. down. We had to we had to walk around up the mountain up the Smoky Mountain, <laughs> the one. You know the hill that your parents tell you they had to walk up and down both ways to get to school in, <laughs> in the, the snow, snow barefooted. Yeah. It was that hill. Yeah, it was that, that hill. Was, yeah. yeah, that was the one. That 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 hill in Chattanooga is the lore of the story. Right there. Also, in my defense, that was some of the better coffee I think I've had in my life. It was some really good coffee. We could have been drinking dirt water at that point. It probably would have, been great. <laughs> <laughs> it probably it would have tasted awesome. It was about the journey. Yeah. The journey. The <laughs> what did we learn that trip? Don't trust you with the navigation. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that. <laughs> oh, man. Some we, of had the- so, we, we had some new friends. <laughs> uh, we had some new friends. Uh, friendships be strummed up there. And, um, good old, good old uh, Gertrude, the Uber driver, came and picked us I up. I think I ruined a pair of jeans. Um I bore a hole through the bottom of my boots. It was great. It was awesome. Dramatic. Yeah. yeah, we 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 no, so the the lady that came and picked us up, who I think legitimately her name was Gertrude. Yeah, I'm almost positive it was. Um so she was such a nice she, lady. Didn't she say she had moved there like yeah, that yeah. week? Yeah, yeah. That was her we were she one said, of her first probably and, 10, 15 people she'd ever picked up there. Apparently, driving an Uber is a legitimate career. Yeah. yeah. Like, people are moving to different cities just to yeah. drive Uber mm-hmm. or, well, or a Lyft or whatever she's You think doing. of what I'm thinking, Christian? Go ahead, tell them, Trey. There, we went to Chad's bachelor party in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and we got picked up by an Uber and a guy in a Tesla because it, we went to the battery, and our the Airbnb we were staying at was like, I don't even know how far it was. It was like a couple miles. It wasn't crazy far, but we just didn't want to walk. But he came up to me, or not came up, whenever we were in his car, he kind of was explaining his, like, story and how he got there and stuff. But he makes 80 grand just Goodness. to drive Uber in Atlanta alone. Mm. 80 grand. And he said his friend makes over 100 grand just driving crazy. Uber in Atlanta. That is wild. Yeah. I feel like you really got to hustle. 
Oh, oh yeah, you yeah, much driving an Uber though, and it's scary. I mean, but in those big cities like Atlanta or like Houston or like Los Angeles and places, I'm sure yeah. there's no problem. Yeah, you're not going to make eighty grand in Columbus unless no. you are hustling, hustling. But in in Atlanta, yeah, I don't know if that's possible. There's mm-hmm. probably an Uber every five seconds that pops up. Yeah, Le- yeah. legitimately, you're not going to have an issue finding an Uber. And it probably helps that he's driving. I mean, that would be that would probably classify as like a premium. Yeah, probably. If he's driving a, a yeah. Tesla. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. classified as a premium for sure. So he's making more. Or yeah. I would assume. I don't and know. He's, how the, and he's probably spending less money on works. gas because, you know, that's, of course, not included in their, in what they get paid. Right. So they have to pay stuff like gas. So he's also making more money because he's not having to fill up every. Right. I don't know. That's I mean, that's crazy, though. 80, 80 a year. That is wild. That's good. That's really I good. Would, I would have never thought that that could be, like, that legitimate of. A career. Oh, that's, that's incredible. Yeah, it's crazy. That is wild, man. All right, everyone. It's time for Real Talk, where we dive deep into the Word of God and, and just talk about all the things that are going around in Columbus and in our lives. Let's get into it. All right. So we opened up the podcast with a story about Ruach and kind of have been talking about Ruach a lot. Um, but we've been, we haven't really gotten in, into anything deep or uh, meaningful about Ruach yet. We've kind of only touched on the superficial and Ruach is one of those things and wild ones especially are one of those things that are just so impactful and meaningful when you go um, to a conference like that. And we just feel like it's important to connect Ruach and wild ones to us here in Columbus. Yeah. So um, just a kind of a broad overview. If you've never been to wild ones, which, you know, when this is when this is coming out, we're gonna have signups coming up soon for um, our win retreat, which is Wild Ones. And so, make sure you go to that. Like, yes, you don't want to miss Wild Ones. It really is legitimately life changing. So many people like had completely transformed lives. Yeah, last year at Wild Ones. But um, when I was, I'll say this: when I was growing up, um, there was this revival that happened in. Um, Pensacola, Florida, called the Brownsville Revival. And if you've been in church at all, you've probably heard about that. So it's just like massive revival in Florida and millions of people saved and changed because of what was going on in Pensacola, Florida in the 90s, right? Um, It was massive. And they had a youth conference called Branded by Fire every single summer. And that was my first, like, exposure to um, something as intense, like, spiritually um, as, like, that as that was. So, like, Wild Ones is kind of similar. But um, I just remember that is where really, like, God marked my life, where I can remember feeling the weight and power of the Holy Spirit. Like, when I, when I think back to the first time I ever felt that, it was at Branded by Fire. Um, and so it was just like one of those times where you just think back and you're like, wow, like, you know, when, when you have evidence proof in your life that God is real, that's one of those moments for me. It was like, whoa, like I remember, um, there was one of the summers that we went and, um, Judah Smith was actually speaking. Um, but this was when he was like young. And so like, you know, it wasn't like he wasn't, famous or anything like that like he was just he was just one of the conference he was just Judah Smith yeah he, he wasn't, was just one of the yeah. conference speakers and um it was at the Pensacola Civic Center um a little over 5,000 students were in the room 
And I remember him praying for, um, like, f- for us to feel the weight of the heart of God for the world or whatever. And, I, and the entire the entire Civic Center were on the, the floor. Yeah. Wow. And it was just like this groaning, like, just that's yeah feeling the weight the weight of and so like stuff like that where it's just like man this is like god was moving in such a powerful way and marked my life like i, I think back to it's it, one it of those like, things that confirm your faith almost. yeah absolutely like it's, it's like you you go to this place with thousands of people it's like god moves in a way that you can't ever forget yeah um and when the, the first time we ever went back went to ruach i was like yeah. Like it's been since then that I felt something this, you know, intense. And it's not like, you know, we don't we don't experience the presence of God in our services every week. We absolutely do, but like there's just something so it's a different intense. level. Like it's just it's like, yeah, it's like the inner part of the furnace, man. It's just like yeah. intense, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and there's no other way to explain it. And when we say that, it's like, oh, I don't know if, you know, you know, if you've never been there, you're like, ah, I don't know if that sounds appealing or whatever. But it's like, it's 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 such a good intense. Like it, it, it's it's it it's so may good. be intense, but I promise you, if you go to Wild Ones, it will be the most life changing and transformative thing you've ever been to. If you Absolutely. go into it with a correct attitude and mindset and desire for God to really touch your life, yeah. Um, and that that's what Ruach is for me. That's what Wild Ones is for me, and I think for all of us, is we go into a conference like that with a sense of expectation. Yeah. Um, not an expectation and a desire for God to move. Um, and that's like, I remember going to wild ones. Um, I was on the big bus and man, the Holy spirit was just convicting me and just was speaking to me. Yeah. And I mean, I was in prayer for a good 30, 45 minutes on the bus. And one of the things that he laid on my heart and that I shared with the students on the bus was expectation that there, there's nothing really overly special about a, Redemption to the Nations Church or a Wild Ones Conference. Um, there's nothing overly special except for they go into those services every single week. They go into those conferences every single year knowing and expecting God to move and do something in that church and in the lives of the people that are there. Yeah. And if, if we learn to have that expectation, if we learn to have that expectation when we go to those conferences, but also every single Sunday and every single Wednesday, I mean, you can't tell me God's not going to move. Absolutely. And I think outside of just, you know, God speaking to you personally and you having a transformative moment, it also brought everyone closer together as a youth group and new friends were made, new relationships were built or restored. If you were on Rocky Turns with someone like it brought our entire ministry closer together. Oh man. It was incredible. It was so awesome. It it still brings it chills, literal chills to my body. And like, and uh, sometimes you kind of get into that mindset. You just start thinking about it and thinking about what yeah. happened and what God did. And I, w- I was on the phone with somebody the other day and just was talking about Wild Ones because they asked about Ruach um, and was explaining kind of what it was. And I was I was in tears thinking about Wild Ones and what happened to our youth ministry because that, that, in my opinion, was a transformative moment. Oh, yeah. That was a that was last a, that year. Was a shift. It like, was a cultural, it was a mindset yeah. shift. For everybody, for leaders, for students, anybody that went came back different and changed and affected. That's where we got the whole idea of the name change yeah. and all that stuff. So. Yeah, y'all. The vertical was the the it was confirmed. Yeah, right. That's that's yeah, where the, the that's where the story yeah, the of ones, yeah. yeah of the of the look up <laughs> Acts yeah. three fifteen or whatever it was. 
so could have worked too, before we saying. dive like too deep like like deeper into um like the mean stuff um i wanted to just ask y'all so this is so off topic but um one of the original actor actors from friends passed away this week yeah. oh. um and you know there's a lot of people that love friends and so it was like a big deal in culture and everything like that like um so he was one of the original cast all of the rest of them are still alive and so yeah. it was like um just a sad thing i saw something the other day though that like he like he found faith yeah and, oh really um, i didn't know that and yeah and and part of the struggle with addiction that he had was that he actually met jesus so that was that's huge oh my um, gosh that's awesome um so so anyway i just thought this it'd be fun because i was writing the notes down for this podcast and like i got into the alliteration like you know of everything and i was like we're gonna call this podcast the one with all the c's you know and oh. just to, oh, to oh, friends yeah. and yeah. everything so when you hear all these words that start with c just know like holy spirit was was talking to me this morning on the way here um and just sitting here and i was like hey we're on a we're on a we're on a path right now. We got we got the seas rolling anyway. So, um, I want to talk about some like just things that you all that we all love. But um, first of all, I just want to talk about what we love about the conference itself. So, um, so I'll, I'll I'll go like I respect and love so much that the leaders of um, Redemption to the Nations, Kevin and Devin Wallace. Anytime we go to Wild Ones or Ruach, you see them speak. They're incredible. Yeah. But I love and respect so much about them that they are not tied to doing what they have planned to do. They are open to yeah. the Holy Spirit moving and um, and taking over the schedule. Like, yeah. they are so just flow with the Spirit. Um, and they you can tell they prepare – you know, rigorously for what yeah. they're going to do and are so willing to just lay it down at the feet of Jesus Absolutely. if he wants to do something different. Yeah. Um, because they're like, they are both genius level. Like as far as like, you know, hearing people speak, talk about the Bible um, and the way that they interpret scripture and everything. It's just. It's anointed. It's Yeah, it absolutely is. It's yeah. absolutely anointed. And that's the only thing you can just, you know, mount it up to. It's not a degree. It's not anything like that is it's very obvious that the anointing of God's on their church. So anyways, that's my thing about the conference. That I feel like just, I, I just love so much about it is we just, we are able to go and just let the rest of your life take a pause and yeah. lean in mm-hmm. and just rest in the, in the presence of God for the entire weekend. And it's so refreshing. Yeah. And I think, I think that's something about what you said, kind of getting rid of that structure. Um, is something that I, I, in, I guess in modern churches is so difficult. Everybody has the, Oh, you're in service for 30 minutes to an hour preaching for 30 minutes to an hour. And then you're out by noon. Um, and there, look, I, I'm not trying to hate on anybody with that, but I also think there is a something special when you're like, you know what? My schedule doesn't matter anymore. My schedule, it doesn't matter what I want to do. If the Holy spirit is moving, if God wants to do something in my life, I'm going to let him do it. And that's something that they have, I guess mastered in a sense is they're just they're they're not worried about what it does for them. They're worried about being a vessel for what God wants to do. And again, it's all about that that kind of expectation and that mindset. If you know, if you have that mindset, you're gonna you're just gonna God's gonna do some incredible things. Um, but I, I talk about things that we love about the conference. I think it would be 
I mean, I, I know this is going to be, would be probably one of Trey's answers, but the worship. I mean, on every single level from the, from the musicians to the singers to the just genuine worship that is displayed um, is, is just incredible. And it is so moving and it gets your heart in the right spot. And um, which I think, uh, like, I, I know for me, especially worship and uh, worship recently has been something that I've been struggling with because I feel like it's so much there. It can be so much of a, just a performance or I'm just, I'm just here. I'm just here singing a song and not true worship and something about that conference, those conferences and really redemption to the nation's church as a whole, I feel like have perfected. And it's a, we're just here to worship. It's not about anybody on that stage. It's about worshiping God. It's about worshiping the King. Yeah. <coughs> worship their worship team. I mean, is just incredible hands down from their singers to their band, like Michael was saying. I think, so one thing I'm reminded of that I think Pastor or Bishop Kevin Wallace. Bishop. (laughs) Bishop. He said, and then Chris Wiggins actually reiterated it on stage on Sunday. He said, you know, how, um, he's like, how can we watch, sit down and watch football on TV all day, but whenever we're an hour into worship, we're yeah. looking at our watches. Mm-hmm. Wonder where the that time is. That was so is. good. Oh, yeah. man. It just is like, that hit me and convicted me mm-hmm. so much. It's like, wow. I mean, he's so right. But, yeah, all their worship, I mean, just the conference from everything. Like, as soon as you walk in, you get hit with greeters who are so yeah. open and welcoming and I said I got said hello to like so many times. I mean, so many <laughs> times by different people. Every time they all had a smile on their face, it was great. But then you walk into the absolute power of the service and even pre-service prayer. Oh my like <laughs> that lady that, that who lady was on stage. Was, oh my goodness, man, she goes crazy. But um, Golly. yeah, man. I mean, the whole thing, top to bottom, is just such an experience. And even outside of the church, like. The first year, we all got to hang out with each other. Yeah. You know, we spent the conference with each other because we all rode yeah. together. The and fellowship that comes exactly. along with it. Mm-hmm. Like, we all grew, grew deeper together, and it was just great to spend that time with everyone. Yeah. But, I think uh, my favorite part about the conference as a whole, not just one specific thing, is that they allow other pastors mm-hmm. and evangelists to come and speak who maybe aren't. Um, Pentecostal like we are, but that still are hungry for the spirit of God and are hungry for a move of God. And like Devin, (laughs) like Bishop Kevin was saying one night, he was like, you know, I invited, uh, who is that? S Y younger. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, so many of y'all before were like, who is this? But then as soon as he started preaching and talking, he lit that place on fire. Oh, Man. One of my favorite, one of my favorite ones. Everybody was jumping out of their seats like, come on, Pastor, let's no. go. And then his old trombone player he had with Dude. him. I want a trombone <laughs> player. It's like, it was so good. <laughs> oh, man, we got to get a trombone player. Oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> the, um, the visual that Bishop Kevin talked about was bringing all the streams together into the same river, moving towards God. And I think that that's something that, we've started doing here in Columbus that we're yeah. trying to make a culture of is it's not a competition. We're not, um, well, you aren't like us. You can't be a part of this. It's you are, at, you're moving after God. So are we, let's move together. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think that's a, something that again, unfortunately the modern church has mm-hmm. discouraged. Um, you have all these different denominations 
who have all these different, I guess, systematic beliefs of all these different denominations that, you know, at our roots, we believe pretty much the same thing for the most part. At at our roots, we believe that Jesus rose from the dead and that he died for our sins. We believe he was the son of God, that there is a trinity, God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. But there are so many just honestly meaningless denominate or meaningless differences and meaning meaningless arguments especially in my opinion that just separate us and separate the mission of god um because oh we just disagree on something slightly yeah and i think something like like you said bringing all the different streams together that they do there is one of the things that makes that conference so special oh, yeah. is because it's not a we're pentecostal nobody that is baptist is invited right no 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 they want that They want every different denomination. They want every different view of the church included because that's what the body of Christ is meant to be. Right. Um, And when you have those different streams that are coming together, you bring different, you bring different viewpoints, you bring different eyes, you bring different everything that are going to lead really the body of Christ closer to Christ. Yeah. I agree. I think, I think that's a, a challenging thing. Yeah too because you're you know um before we started we were talking about one of the speakers who is a uh who's a baptist preacher and came and he um has never been filled like he's he's never experienced like the gifts of the holy spirit not that he doesn't believe in the holy spirit it's just the the gift side of the things that he has this hunger to want to see um and from the stage while he's preaching, like he openly just said, Hey, this is something that I don't know a lot about, but that I'm hungry to have. It's the vulnerability um, and the vulnerability of that. And I, and that was like one of the most Beautiful. incredible things yeah. to see while we were there, because it was like, why, why don't we see more of that? Absolutely. Why don't we see more of that people that are just vulnerable. And it, it, cha- it challenged me. I, I don't know about you guys, but that something like that challenges me. Yeah. To be to be better and be more vulnerable and just be open with people and because I th- I think people try to act like they have everything together when in reality we don't yeah. we don't know everything right um so be open about it and be vulnerable and that vulnerability discourages I guess a uh, uh I, 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 what's the opposite of humility pride 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 prideful spirit um when you're just sitting there you're like you know what this is the real me. Mm-hmm. This is what my my heart, my true intentions, my true in- desires are. It gets rid of pride and just it brings up that humility in your spirit, which is so important. Yeah, I think so. Another one of the the C's on the list was culture, but I think we've we've kind of hit that. Just yeah. like the culture of their church, they're obviously very uh, serving. Like yeah. you know, we mm-hmm. see that they they have. Um, yesterday, we were talking about the amount of people that volunteer at the church uh, to accomplish what they do every every week. And you would just assume because of what you're seeing that, that, Oh, like, you know, they just have a ton of staff or a ton of people that are paid to be there. And it's like, no, their, their culture has just brought in a lot of volunteers that are, that are wanting to be a part of what God's doing there, which is incredible. Um, So I want to talk about the campus for a second. It's kind of like, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like a surface level thing, but, but still, the first time we came here, um, which was the 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 I think the most hilarious detail of the story about Michael getting us to walk three miles to get coffee, <laughs> was the fact that the church had a coffee shop right across the street that was better than any of the other coffee yeah, shops. Yeah. It was close. It, <laughs> it was, was close. It was it was right there. It was closed. Oh, it we was went. closed. It, it had closed twenty minutes before. Oh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. 
That's why then. Okay, yeah. okay. that makes sense. Um, but the the downtown area that well, I guess it's downtown. Yeah, it's, really down, it's, it's downtown. Yeah. There's another part of Colum- or uh, Chattanooga that's like a downtown where the aquarium was yeah. there too. Yeah, like beside the river and everything like that. So yeah, it's the well, if we're being honest, it's the not it's like Columbus. It's the not very nice part of downtown. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it's like because it's, it's all downtown, right. but there's a this is what you think downtown Columbus, and then there's a. This right. is this is downtown Columbus, but it's not. We don't call it downtown Columbus because right. it's not as so nice. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. All the people are not congregating as yeah. much. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they have this this area where their church is at, and the first time we went there, we're like, "Oh, this is awesome! This church building." And then we go to the breakout sessions, and then we realize, "Wow, this is their building too." <laughs> oh man, this is also their building. Uh-huh. All five. Oh of their wow, buildings. they have this other building. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> this whole like square of downtown, and it's and is. I think I think it's like full four or downtown five buildings. Yeah. Like I'm not just it's not just like a oh they have a little office building here no. and they have a, this mm-hmm. little library building over here. It's like they have these full size like brick downtown structure buildings that they have renovated two, two to three stories are, each. Yeah, like, that are part of their yeah. your four or five stories. You yeah. know, like uh, that that education building is just like it's massive. It just goes up so high, but um and they're like renovating them and everything like that and they have a little a building down there that's a coffee shop that they do different ministries out of all their proceeds go to in sex trafficking in their city and beyond um, they have a homeless ministry they actually have another ministry this a couple blocks down past that coffee shop um, that is like a uh, renewing like construction where I they redo houses and different stuff like that and needy mm. parts of the city I didn't city. know they had that that's awesome um so Anyways, uh, all these things, and I remember the first time I went there, it was very obvious, like, wow, what God's doing in this church is overflowing to, like, the rest yeah. of the, the mm-hmm. where they're at, and they're doing so much more than just having service. Um, and for me, it's like, that's obvious signs of, you know, like, God's doing something, because it, when, whenever whenever God moves at a, at a church, it's not just going to stop at the walls of your sanctuary. Yes, Like, Absolutely. it will affect the rest of the stuff that's going on in your life, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's also, I feel like, a, a mark of authentic revival somewhere. It's like, people are not just going to the church to have revival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's affecting the rest of their life, which yeah. means that it affects yeah. the rest of the city. You know, because we're we're not just the church inside the four walls of the church. We're the church in the marketplace too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so when you see like this is starting to affect every area of life, it's like, oh yeah, that's real. You yeah. know what I mean? Because like sure. it's moving beyond just the church service. And um. But anyway, campus stuff. It's it's one thing to see a big church and be like, oh, they're getting a bunch of money and they're just building up buildings. But it's another thing to see, oh, they have all these resources and they're utilizing it yeah. for the betterment Absolutely. of their community. Yep. And I'm surprised you didn't say this, Max, but their uh, education building or whatever it is, is right beside the church, the all black building. So uh-huh. it's such a pretty building. My favorite. It is so nice. Before we uh, knew that that was their building, the whole time we were there the first year, Max was like, I love that building. I love that <laughs> building. He said it over and over and, and over then, And then we walked beside it to go to the to their coffee shop, and there's just the massive Redemption to the Nation uh-huh. logo on like, the side of the mm-hmm. building. <laughs> he kept calling it so the shocked. Ministry of Magic building. That's what it looked like. It's just, it's just all black. Mm-hmm. But then we went in there for sessions this year oh, oh yeah and you think the, the outside of it was beautiful bro it is awesome that <laughs> cafe so, area yes it yeah. is so incredible how every single piece of what they're doing is just like 
being, you know, they're utilizing, like Christian said, they're utilizing it to make it all incredible. But mm-hmm. just shocked, man. Like next, like when y'all go to Wild Ones this next year, just take a just take a gander. Take get, take yeah, a stroll around. Don't yeah. take a stroll without without us, but just take a gander. <laughs> take make your leader take you. Yeah. Or get Michael to take you three miles to get some coffee, and you'll just see everything that they're doing on the outside of that campus. <laughs> look, it's absolutely yeah, you're incredible. welcome. I, yeah. I I took you around and that's showed true. You we everything. got we got to look. We got to look at everything. Insane, just insane. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy because like it's kind of a little change of subject, but not really. Uh, Kevin, you know, he went through or Bishop Kevin. Sorry, excuse me. Um, Speaking of Bishop Kevin, if you are by any chance listening to this podcast, we would love to have you on. <laughs> I know you're not, but I just want to throw that out there. But Bishop Kevin, he, uh, you know, all this stuff that he's doing is phenomenal and he's growing so much. But I know, like, it just shows like his story. You know, I did some research, background kind of research. That's just how I am on people. Whenever I first get to like know him or hear hear of him, blah blah blah. But COVID, you know, hard time for a lot of people. But it almost killed him. Mm. Like he was like very close to death during COVID, and he, I think he said that um, during the first Ruwak. I think he had talked about it. But it's crazy about like even like he can go through something like that, and then on the other side, now he's just like flourishing and then blossoming, like all that stuff. I said that wrong, but you know what I mean. But um, he went through a hard time just to be incredible now, and God has taken him from literally the lowest of the low to all the way up again. And I don't know; it's just incredible to look at yeah. what he's doing. Yeah, they're they're man goals. Seriously, yeah. leader goals right there, man. They're 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 crushing it. It's just so awesome. Um, so moving like moving beyond that. We so we do this every single year. We go to Chattanooga twice a year. We go to Wild Ones and then we go to to Rock in the end of the year. Um, but like for us, you know, if you're if you're a student, you're like, hey, why do we do this every year? Why do we go back to this place? Like, what's the purpose and like, you know, what we're doing? And so to get a to get a view like into our minds, why we do this and everything like that. I just want to talk about like the three things that I feel like that we continue to go back and do this year after year for, and that's to get refreshed, to get refocused, and then to dream for our own city, um, for Columbus. Um, but first of all, like we could all say this, that every time that we go to these conferences, the refreshing that you get, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I like I came home and it's just there's just this levity. Like you're just like oh, to breathe, you yeah. know. It's like a weight taken off your shoulders. Yeah. Absolutely, it's it's just so incredible. The and that's not because I'll say this too. The presence of God is not locked up in Chattanooga. Absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, but I think that they are they're further along a path that we are seeking after. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like being able to be there. It just makes me excited for our own city mm-hmm. absolutely yeah uh, uh, go ahead no you go okay um i was talking to you guys a little bit about this yesterday but i'm I'm going to kind of focus on the refreshing side of of um i guess what we get out of that, those conferences um i was talking to you guys a little bit about this yesterday and i've been talking to christian a little bit about it as well but you know it, it there's been a lot going on recently and there's been a lot of hello hello okay sorry i think trey muted me um, wrong button. 
there's a lot of um there's been a lot of just things going on just a lot of stress and anxiety and just frustration with all kinds of uh, all kinds of different things from school to life to to so many others um other aspects of my life um and you go into these conferences just i mean in a sense desperate um and i i think is something like one of the reasons that i i I say these conferences are so impactful is because every time I've gone into one I've gone into one with an open heart and just saying God do whatever you want to do yeah and I'm I'm surrendering my 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 thoughts my I guess desires in a sense um my time my timetable to you um and you just do what you want to do um and I think I think going into those conferences with that mindset and that and that thing just saying look god i need you to move and i'm going to do whatever it takes to get there i'm going to be a part of everything i'm going to go in with the best attitude possible and i'm just going to let you do something in my life and um and it's just a refreshing and like the first uh, sy younger um talked about this the first night but talking about shalom um or peace um and that was such a it, that sp- that sermon spoke to me so much because I've been in need of peace. Yeah. Um. And just that that conference in a whole. Um. I remember Thursday night. I was just it was I was just lingering in the spirit after service ended for a good thirty minutes. Yeah. And just was just refreshed. Was at peace for the first time in a long time. And that's what that conference does. Is it just it gives you peace again? It gives you that inner peace again. And it also like you said, it refocuses you to what your goals are. It refocuses, I know for me, refocuses me to what my calling is and what my purpose is. Um, and that, and those conferences are so important for that because it gives me that breath of fresh air, that different kind of that, that different outlook on things that sometimes I forget about when I'm back into the everyday doldrums of life. Yeah. And that's what, that's exactly what I was going to talk about. Michael is, uh, one of the pastors, Dino Rizzo, yeah. did a he did one of the equip sessions, which was just a shorter sermon, and he talked about we need to have fresh eyes for what we're doing again, and just really talked about how um, we need to stop going through the motions. We need to have fresh eyes and kind of renew our passion for what yeah. we're doing again because we can get so caught up in going through the motions. And it reminds me of that Matthew West song through the motions and he says yeah I don't want to go through the motions I don't want to spend one more day without your all-consuming passion inside of me and this conference just really kind of helps restore that for us Mm -hmm. and you know praise God that we get to go to this and get get this restoration yeah you know absolutely and that's I'm glad you brought that up so the um the session with Dino Rizzo talking about the fresh eyes and stuff like that was so challenging to me um, because something that me and Haley talk about a lot is, um, we have, I, I mean, especially me, um, I moved around a lot more than Haley has, but, um, I've lived in cities that were awesome. Um, I've lived in cities that were not awesome. Um, I've lived really far away from civilization. <laughs> I have lived really close to civilization and the thing that, that makes, um, every single place that we've lived in is people. It's, yeah. it's, it's learning to love the people well that you're, you're doing life with, yeah. um, regardless of if there's a Carabas in town or not. Um, <laughs> and you know, or good customer service or whatever. Like, it's just like that those things don't really make the place that you live in. And something that y'all will hear me harp about all the time 
is I cannot stand when I hear the words, I hate blank Columbus or I hate Atlanta or I hate Tacoa or like these are these are places that I've lived in. I hate this 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 city because I feel like it's anti the mission of God. Yeah. Mm. Because one of the things That's that he good. said was he was like, you know, it was like, um, you know, you're sitting around getting mad at all this traffic, but all that traffic is people. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that was so yeah. good. Cause I that do was, hate traffic, that was uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. but that like hit me, that hit me so hard because I was like, man, we can get so distracted with just wanting every, our entire environment around us just to serve us yeah. mm-hmm. that we lose sight of the fact that God put us here for them. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. you know, that, that, that the people are, that are, that are causing traffic or the people that um, are causing the bad customer service or <laughs> you know, the, the lack of, of progress or whatever, whatever you want to get mad at about your city. I don't like my school. I don't like, um, you know, what there is available for me to, to go shop at or me to go eat at, or I don't like the, you know, that my city's not nice or whatever it is. And it's like the reason, first of all, on a very ground level, Mm -hmm. um, and this is kind of going into the, the next thing I want to talk about is like, how do we build something special um, in our own city. Yeah. So for us, this is Columbus, right? Yeah. Yep. And most of the people listen to this is Columbus, right? Mm. Um, you cannot be effective and you're calling for whatever that is for you, for, for whether you're a high school student, whether you are, um, working in retail or, you know, or, you know, you're actually like doing ministry or whatever. You can't be effective if you live in a constant state of disdain towards the city that you're in. Absolutely. Um, and so like at some point you got to decide, I'm going to love this place and give every thing that I can, that God's put inside of me to yeah. make it better because that's when you start to love somewhere. Yeah. Um, sure. It's not when you move to the place that has all the things that you want. It's when you learn to invest in where you're at. That's mm-hmm. so good. Um, and that's when you start loving a place. So, you know, he said this and it just made me think like, like how, how do we, uh, what did he say? Uh, have fresh eyes yeah, mm-hmm. fresh for eyes. Columbus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do we have fresh eyes for our city? And when we, you know, one of the things that I, I say all the time when we leave Ruwak and all these places, it makes me excited about what God could uniquely do for yeah. our city yes. and our church. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not a, um, oh, man, I wish that we could just we could just be them. You don't want to be them. I wish that we could just go to that place. And it's like, even if you did, you probably wouldn't like yeah. it. Uh-huh. <laughs> because it's not, it's not you. It's not yours. It's not what God had put it, it designed you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's them being obedient and flourishing in the calling God put on them. Yep. And, and when we fully believe and experience the, the fullness of what God wants to do with us in our calling in our city, then we get to experience that. We get to experience how cool that is. And that comes by us choosing to invest into our own city, right? And so, you know, we said this was going to be the one with all the C's, right? And so um, I want to say, I want us to talk around a few, we're, we're already, you know, we're already a long podcast, but I want us to talk about um, three C's that kill a creative atmosphere. Mm. Um, and so one thing that, with all the things that we talk about in, at that church in Chattanooga, there's obviously a creative atmosphere there, yeah, right? For sure. Because they're not just having incredible services. Like the merch is awesome. 
The campus is awesome. Their ministry scope is awesome. The things they're doing in their city is awesome. I saw a live the other night where uh, Pastor Devin was doing a 5K downtown, and then they had worship beside the river in the amphitheater, right? Like just taking over the downtown of Chattanooga. Their culture at their church Mm -hmm. is changing the culture of the city, which is what it should be, right? Um, A lot of times we are affected by what's going on outside the church, and it changes what's happening inside the church. But that's that's not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God's flipped, right? It's what's going on in here should change what's happening out yeah. there. Yes. And the kingdom of God should be the first when it comes to creativity. The kingdom of God should be first when it comes to uh, new ideas for how to reach a city. The kingdom of God should be first when it comes to um, benevolence or like how do we take care of the poor and the needy and the homeless and stuff like that. Like. Newsflash, that was never supposed to be the government's job. That was supposed to be the church's job. Yep. Oh. And so, like, mm-hmm. they're, they're like, so, but we've fallen behind. Mm-hmm. Now we're taking our cues from culture yep. instead of culture taking their cues from the church. The, yeah. the followers of the creator. Yeah. We yeah. should be the most creative people on the planet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that's why, man, when I see their church, I'm like, that's heaven on earth right there, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it not, it's not just in the service. It's like, man, they are affecting everything around them. Like we went to a restaurant that was beside our hotel and what the waiter, when we came in, he was like, are y'all at uh redemption to the nations this week? And we were like, we're like, yeah. He was like, man, I know so many people there. Uh, I know people in the worship team. Like it's just incredible. Like, and like they're affecting what's going yeah. on in the city around them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so anyway, three C's that kill a creative culture. We want to have a creative culture at vertical. Um, we want people in the right mindset to say, okay, I'm going to I'm going to give everything that God's put inside of me to make a difference in my in my city and specifically like um in this ministry. And so the first thing I want to talk about is competition. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Competition will kill a creative atmosphere. Absolutely. Yeah. It will kill it. Um and we got some we got some competitive people. Yeah, oh, we yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, we do. That's yeah, we're probably the most competitive people. We're so competitive that we have to be the most competitive. <laughs> we 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 compete to be the most competitive. Yeah. Yeah. I am I'm competitive. Yeah. I'm very competitive. Um and like, you know, there's 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 places where that fits. Mm-hmm. Um there's times for that, but there's also times to not that you can't be competitive. Right, exactly. Competit mm-hmm. competitive I think I feel this is how I feel about the competitive nature. Competitive nature can be good. I think competitiveness can be good but when it get that competitiveness gets toxic it's not good um you know like i I don't know i don't know if i'm making any sense but i i feel like in a sense you want it you want to continue to get better if somebody's if somebody's at this level oh i want to be i want to be at this level and i want them when they see me get to this level that they now rise up again and i that i feel like that constant i want to get better and you're seeing oh these people are doing awesome i want to get awesome too and you're just continuously rising. I think that's good. But when that competitive nature turns into, or when that goes to Max is doing awesome, I'm jealous of that. Yeah. When that, when that, I don't want him to be doing good. I want to do, I want to be doing good. I want to do, be doing better than he is because I just want to beat him. Yeah. That's yeah. when the, that competitive nature is not good. And that's, I don't think there's that balance anymore. There's not a balance. There's not a, I just want to get better 
constantly. Yeah. And there's more of, I don't want that other person to be, to be getting better. I just want to get better. I think that throws back to the whole uh, comment Christian made about the multiple streams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a yeah. lot of times den- denominations in church can get competitive. Oh, absolutely. And it's like, who's, who's better? Who's right? Yep. Yeah. Mm. Like, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Let's or, be honest. None or, of us are completely, none of us are probably completely right. No, it's like, <laughs> or, or like, Maybe the differences should be what completes us, yeah, and not what separates. Absolutely. us. Absolutely, and that uh, that's what Scripture says, yeah. though, is that we are the body of Christ. You are the right hand. We are the left foot. We are the eyes. You are right. the tongue. And when the goal becomes, I want to be the best church. I want to be better than everybody else, and you and turn away from yourself. Yep. Yeah. When you when the goal is to be, I want to be better than they are, instead of I want to try to win souls. That's when you become toxic. Absolutely. Yeah. And die, really. I mean, I heard somebody say that at one point. It's like, have you ever seen a limb separated from the body? It just rots. Yeah. Because it's it's not connected. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's like, it's the same way. Like, when we let competition be what separates us instead of, man, the hand mm-hmm. is killing it. Yeah. And so we, as the left foot, <laughs> want to kill it. Yeah. We want to do better because mm-hmm. we want the whole body to thrive, yes. right? And so it should it should push us to man, the like Michael was saying like when competition pushes you into um uh jealousy or as the Bible as the 10 commandments called covet. Yeah. Um yeah. throw another C in there. Like when it pushes you to that, then you know it's not healthy. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's not it's not. And really really competition as a whole I think whenever we get to a place where we're looking around, this happens in youth ministry all the time, all the time. We have students come in, they're doing this over there, or or I don't know, I'm going to go try out that place because they're doing this new thing in there, and I just, I'm just going to go over there. Every, without a fault, mm-hmm. and it's not coming from a place from bitterness. This is not coming from a place of bitterness, but I just want you to know this. Every time without a fault, the students who are constantly moving around to new youth ministries trying to find a place that gives them everything they want, never find it. Yep. Because uh, what you actually yep. want is a place where you can plant and create. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a place where you can actually just be fed everything That's that you good. want all the time because mm-hmm. you'll be miserable. That is so You want to go somewhere where you can put your gifts to work, yeah. where you can plant, where you can have roots, where you can have actual real relationships with people that, that know who you are, that are going to hold you accountable, that are going to call you up, that are going uh, to walk with you in your life, know what's going on, and a place where that you can p- plug your gift in and watch it change other people's lives. That's what you want. Yeah, That is what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, like seasons are going to change. Um, you know, the church down the road may have you know, better worship next year, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or like, or, or whatever you deem better. Like they may have a more awesome event or their merch might be killer or all of your friends from school might be going there that month. Mm-hmm. But the problem that is, month. the problem is, is everybody's going to move around this entire time, never get planted mm-hmm. and never find deeper meaning because they spent their entire time looking for surface level mm-hmm. snacks instead of finding deep, fulfilling meals where they're going to church. Yeah. If you can't enjoy where God has placed you right now or what God's trying to do in your life right now, what makes you think you're going to be able to enjoy what he's trying to do for somebody else? Mm. Mm. That's good. Mm. That's really good. That's good. Write a sermon. (laughs) That's so good. Thank you. Holy Spirit. Oh, wow. 
That is so good. And it's true, man. Like that competitive spirit of nothing is ever enough. We talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago, right? With talking about lust and not just as it relates to like sexuality, but lust, we define what, what we defined it as is lust is the insatiable desire for things that you cannot or should not have. And so that doesn't always have to be a sexual sin or something that's like an addiction or anything like that. It really lust could just be, I'm never satisfied because I always want what everybody else has. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, you never learn to be content and the, the true fulfillment the the, like the life that you are actually looking for, you might not know this yet, but what you are actually looking for is found by planting into healthy relationships into healthy community, into a place where you can use your gifts, into a place that's going to walk and do life with you, that you're going to build some rapport, you're going to build up some um, some uh, some relational equity with people, mm-hmm. right? Um, you're going to have some long-standing stuff. That's where the gold is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where it is. Um, dig in and create. And so and creativity is something that that we value so much here, which is why – around everything that we, we do, you'll see like the drops of creativity. So we care a lot about, um, we care a lot about music, about our worship. We have a lot of people that really love music and we care about it, about it being excellent and about pouring into it. We care about, um, you know, having awesome engaging video. Like that's yeah. that we have, you know, Christian is extremely gifted and um, pours his heart into that, and that's worship for him. And it's not we're, we're going out trying to copy something that someone else did that was effective at their church. We're creating something here, praying that God uses it to be effective at our church because yeah. it's a ground-level stuff, man. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, you know, the Kayla and Shaylin crush it on our social pages. Like mm-hmm. they're so good at, at finding a theme and like, and sticking to it. And we put all these, this effort and details into that because we value creativity because I believe that we serve the God who created creativity. He mm-hmm. is the creator. He's the author of the atmosphere of creativity. And so I feel like that, that when we are following him, that's going to flourish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so first see, get rid of competition get rid of it. If you want to live a life that's fulfilling where you enjoy and love where you are and you're not constantly finding things to complain about, get rid of competition. Mm-hmm. Get rid of competition in your life. Learn how to invest and improve what God has given you and the gifts that he's given you and for his glory and to worship him. Invest in those things and quit um, looking to the right and to the left trying to see if you're better than everybody, which brings us to our second C, comparison. Comparison kills, bro. Yeah. Comparison will kill you. It will kill you. And the thing that's so tough about comparison is it is rampant. Mm-hmm. And in our culture, it is like we are we are built on comparison. Yeah. You know, the things that we stare at on our phone all day is a comparison reel mm-hmm. yeah. of my life versus everybody else's. Yeah. And social media has, I believe, killed any chance that we have of being satisfied with what we have in our life. Yep. Um, Cause, and what people don't realize is like, you're only seeing the highlights of what's going on. You don't see the struggles that people are having. You don't see what they had to do to get to where they are. All you're seeing is they're here. I'm not there. And then you go into complaining, which we'll talk about in a minute, but there was something that I forget who said it. 
I wish I could remember. If y'all remember after I say this, please jump in. But one of the sermons they were talking about, um, about comparison, and they were just talking about how we, oh my goodness, I can't remember. Anyways, stop comparing yourself. <laughs> oh, it was about <laughs> about the price and the cost and stuff. They were saying we. It's easy to look at something and be like, you can tell what the price of that is. Like it's easy to look at our podcast setup and you can kind of tell what the price is. You can kind of tell what the price of all the worship equipment in the um, sanctuary is. You can tell what the price of the new building is going to be, but you'll never be able to tell what it costs. Yeah, that's what so something good. cost mm-hmm. to get that. I don't remember who said that. I, I do remember that, though. I think that was that. Wasn't that Kevin's not for sale? Uh, I think uh, it, the, it probably was. Yeah. It yeah. might be. But, like, you'll, you'll be able to see the cool things that everyone's doing, and you might compare yourself to there, but you're not going to know what the cost of what it yeah. took for them to get there. Yeah. So stop comparing yourself to other churches. Stop comparing yourself to your friends. Look at where God has you right now and just thank him for what he has done. Thank him for getting you to where he is and trust that he's going to be able to take you further that he's still going to be able to bless you and work in your life. If if you focus on God and you don't, if you focus, if you look to what God has for you, and you don't compare yourself to other people and say, "I want to be where Max is one day," that's who, that's where, that's who I want to be like. If you just trust and you focus on, I'm going to trust that God is going to take me. He will take you to places that are greater and further than you can ever think or imagine. As long as you put your faith and your trust and your future in His hands instead of your hands trying to be like somebody else. And in the inverse of that, too, I think we said this a couple weeks ago, but in the inverse of that, if you were focused on – because you have to focus on other things yeah. in order to compare, right? Yeah. You have to look – you have to change your focus to what is going on to the left, to the right, in front of you uh, in order to compare, right? So in in that very action, you're not focused on what God gave you. Yeah. And so – if you spend more time focusing on what's what God wants me to do, what he's put in my hand. No, I don't have I don't have a um an insane gifting of singing like Stephanie Jeremy does. That's not my gift. Yeah. Right? And I can spend the rest of my life being upset that I don't get to sing like an angel on the front of the stage for everybody to to oh man, there his voice so incredible, blah blah blah. Or I can spend time on what did God put in my lap? Yep. What did what mm. did he gift me yep. with? So and good. and focus on that and say, okay, I'm not going to compare my what the the we talked about the grass being green on the other side. You know why? Because your next door neighbor's paid, taking better care of his lawn than you are. Wow. And wow. so that if is you so want, if, if if your grass is, is if the grass is green on the other side, you need to take better care of your grass then. Uh-huh. You need to put more time into the gift. You need to take more time to put uh, effort into your own yard. You yeah. know, focus That's on your own so yard. Good. And so um comparison in and of itself will take your focus off of what God's given you. And by that very nature, you become less thankful for it. Yeah. You're, you become less grateful for it because you're not actually taking the time to take care of it. And so in that, that leads us to our third C complaining, man, you want to kill creativity. Complain. Complain. Yeah, for sure. Complain. Not only, I say, and I, I'm saying this carefully, right? But, but I'm serious about this. Not only do we have to protect ourselves from us complaining, you need to get away from people in your life that complain too much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Get them out of the room, and like that's there's a um, so Jairus comes up to uh, runs up to Jesus after he had just healed the woman with the issue of blood, and he says, "Hey, my daughter, um, 
my daughter is sick. I need you to come and I need you to come pray for her. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you'll notice in the story, uh, Jesus walks into the room and there are, or walks to the house. There's people that are there. Their job is to mourn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have professional mourners yeah. and their job is to complain. <laughs> That's what their <laughs> job is. They are, they are mourning. They are, they are crying. Like, can you imagine that being your professional job? No. Come here, some scream and could. cry. Yeah. Come here, <laughs> scream and cry, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and what does Jesus do? Tells him to, Tells get, him out. to get out. He says, you got to leave. Yeah. So good. Because if you want me to get in here and create, you got to get rid get, of the complainers. Mm, that oh. is so good. And so he tells them to get out of the room. Mm-hmm. And some of us need to do a better job of excusing complainers yeah. in our life yes. if we want God to create. Mm-hmm. And so if you live with a constant, I hate my city, you might need to get out of the room so God can create. So good. If you live with a constant, mine is not as good as theirs. God's going to have a hard time creating in your life. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you live with a constant, if I lived there, it would be better. If I had those parents, it would be better. If I had this family, it would be better. If I went to that school, it would be better. If my last name was this, it would be better. God's going to have a hard time creating miracles within your story yeah. because you can never focus on what he's already given you. Mm. And so that complaining will route out and it will ruin any of the creative creativity of the atmosphere that God wants to create inside of your life. Life because you refuse to see the potential in what he's already given you. Come on. Mm-hmm. And so, so good. if we want to live in a creative atmosphere, if we want to see our, our uh, city, if we want to see our church, mm-hmm. you know, like we want, our, we want our church to affect Columbus, right? Yeah. yeah. But we got to take care of what's going on inside Absolutely. the walls first, right? Yes. Um, we got to take care of our house first and then the neighborhood will start to change. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so if we want to take care of our house first, I want to challenge you. Don't come to church and start complaining. I wish it was like this. I, you know, uh, you know, if it was just like this, I'd want to be here more. Well, maybe if you changed your attitude, you'd want to be here more. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if you start uh, allowing yourself to give what God's, uh, gifted you with or what um the gifts that he's he's put inside of you to bless other people and to to be his hands and feet start doing those things start giving those things away because you don't have to wait until you are in college or till you you graduate or whatever in order to be utilized in what god's gifted you with your time's now yeah god's gifted with you that that if god gifted with you with something think about it this way why would he have already given you that gift if you weren't supposed to use it until you were an adult. Mm. Wow. That, that's so good. Um, it, I, I, you, while you were talking, I started thinking about the parable of the talents um, and how, how, how the master gave one servant five, one, I, I don't remember the numbers, but that's not important. And two of, the, two of those servants went and, and, and took those and, made, and grew them. They went and invested and made what was given to them greater. And then there's the one who, had, who just didn't know what to do and just buried it. And, and, and the, the master of the servant just basically called him wicked for not taking what was given to him and making it flourish. And I feel like that's the same way that how we are, the gifts that God has given us, the things that, the things that we are placed in in our lives, it, it, that applies to us so, so much yeah. because God has given each and, each and every one of us a purpose and a reason to be in the exact area that we are right now. So invest. So inv- exactly. So invest. So don't just sit there and say, you know what, that's that's meant for later. There's three servants in that story. And I, this just hit me while you were just saying it, because I've never thought about it this way. But you know who I think the hero of that story is? Mm. 
there was someone who was giving one talent, right? Yep. There, and he's the one who went put in the ground. And then there was two other servants. One was given five. Five and ten. One was given two. Two. Yeah. Right. It was yeah. five, two. It was either one, five, and ten, or one. It was five, two, two and, five. and one. Yeah. Five, so two, one. Yeah, there, was one, there was one with two, and there was one with five. For me, the hero of that story is a servant with two talents. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because there was someone who got more than him, but he didn't complain. Yeah. He invested. Absolutely. You know? And God used that. And, Absolutely. And turned that, in, turned that into more. And so regardless of if you are – the one with the most, one with the least, or the one like the one in the middle. <laughs> God's God's called you to invest. Yeah. And so invest in where you're at. If we want to have a creative culture, if we want to see God do something in Columbus like he is doing in Chattanooga, and I'm not talking about recreating uh, a, a, a picture, you know, perfect image of what they're doing up there. I want to see God do something new in Columbus. I want to see God do something new in vertical student ministry that will affect the the city around us, that will affect Shaw High School, that yeah. will affect uh, Jordan High School, that will affect um, Hardaway and and Carver and Columbus High School and Calvary and Glenwood. I don't know what other Northside. high school. Mm-hmm. Northside. Um, <laughs> the one right beside us. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the middle and middle that will affect everything around us because we have a people that, that, that pushed everything else aside and say, hey, listen, we're going to refuse to complain. We're going to refuse to compare, and we're going to f- refuse to have to compete with other churches because we're all part of the same body, and we're going to allow God to do something special here. When we choose to do that and we get into one accord, when we get one spirit and say, we're going to choose to invest everything that we have because we believe that God cares just as much mm. about Solid Rock that he does about yeah. Redemption to the Nations Church or any other church you throw in that category, Elevation, whatever you want to put in that category. He cares just as much about using us right now in this church as anybody else. When we decide that, when we get into that mindset, God will do something special in Columbus. Thanks for listening to the Vertical Podcast today. Uh, We're glad that you decided to jump on with us. I hope that you were encouraged, informed, um, uplifted a little bit, got um, some fresh perspective out of everything going on around Vertical Columbus. We love you so much. Um, Don't forget that you can follow us on all of our socials, um, YouTube, uh, Spotify, um, everything. See you next time.